This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. the mom room podcast my name is renee rena and i am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted what are we doing today renee well today we are doing a q a so on instagram i put up a question sticker and i had you guys write in any questions that you had about potty training and oh my gosh there was a lot of interest in this topic and so many questions So I picked out the most common questions or the questions that I think would be most valuable for the audience, let's say, the audience or the listeners. And the reason I'm doing this is because June is potty training awareness month. And I didn't even know that this month existed, but I'm happy that it does because I think a lot of people have expectations when it comes to potty training, just like everything else in parenting. Um, you have these expectations, and if those expectations don't become a reality, it can be stressful and you're hard on yourself. You might be hard on your children. It's a whole thing. So now that we are completely done with potty training, um, I wanted to share my experience, answer your questions. And I am working with pull-ups to bring all this information to you guys. So thank you, pull-ups, and thank you guys for listening. So let's get into the questions. The first question is, what method did we use? We didn't use any particular method. And this is also a piece of advice that I have for people listening who are going to be potty training or even who are in the middle of potty training. I don't think it's wise to choose one specific method. And I think by doing that, you are maybe unintentionally setting up expectations because they're going to have it laid out like this is what you do day one, day two, day three, whatever it might be. And so you're going to expect your journey to look exactly how they laid it out. And every child is so different. I hear about people's potty training journeys because of what I do for work. And it's incredibly different. Every single child is different. I have a friend whose daughter potty trained in 24 hours. And for us, it took months. So I'm not saying don't read up on potty training and learn about different methods and see what people are saying, like read tips and advice and whatever. But you need to pick from all these different um, methods or like pieces of advice and choose ultimately what works best for you. And you might have a plan laid out, but you might have to change that once you're in the actual potty training process. And that is okay as well. You will be doing yourself a favor if you go into potty training just being open-minded, not having rigid expectations, and be flexible. I find when you are sticking to one particular method, as I was saying, they kind of lay it out day by day. And so every day you're expecting potty training to get better and better or your child to be um, better trained every single day. And that was not the case for us. It was very much ups and downs. And so I started to get really frustrated because I was like, why isn't 
you know, every day a little bit better than the last. And it's because it's a, it's not a linear thing. It's not like day one, there's eight accidents and then day two, there's six and then day three, there's four and then it goes down to zero. That's not how it works. It is not linear. It is up and down. So do not get discouraged. Just be consistent, be flexible and be calm. Okay. Second question. When did we start? Was Milo showing signs of being ready? So Milo was 27 months old. The only sign that I would say he was showing was that he would hide to poop. Other than that, um, he didn't really show any signs. I know some people tell me that their child is just really curious about the toilet and seeing parents use the toilet, they naturally want to try it. Milo didn't do that at all. So we decided to start potty training over the holidays because Milo is in daycare full time. We wanted to have a stretch of time where we were at home with him and able to just focus on potty training. Also, my husband had time off work so we could both be home and tackle it together. So that's why we chose to do it when we did. Obviously, we didn't expect potty training to be like perfectly wrapped up and all done after those four days at home, but we wanted to get as comfortable as possible with potty training before he went back to daycare after the holidays. And again, acknowledging and not having the expectation that he was going to be perfectly potty trained in those four days at home made it a lot easier on us, less stressful, and also you're not putting so much pressure on your child because they will feel that if you are super stressed about it and putting pressure on them. You don't want to make it a not pleasant experience because that will just, you know, backfire. A super important statistic to throw out there is that it takes on average eight months to potty train a child. So keep that in mind. Lots of people wanted to know how long it took us to potty train Milo. So again, the biggest takeaway here is that potty training is not linear. So, you know, he could do really well for three days or something and then have a little bit of a regression. So what does potty trained actually mean? So typically being potty trained is when your child is dry all day consistently for a while. So this took us a few weeks to get to that point. For us, we had accidents happen sometimes at night and that is considered bedwetting. So for overnight uh, information and information about bedwetting, Stay tuned for a future episode about all of those topics. And I quickly just want to point out that you can't train at nighttime. Like, how are you supposed to train someone that's sleeping? It's really just once they practice more and more having the daytime potty training down pat, then the nighttime will follow. And for us, we just were super consistent with his nighttime training underwear and we called it his bedtime underwear and that really worked for us. Next question. Somebody asked if we started using pull-ups at the beginning or end of the potty training process. 
So I can say what we did specifically, but again, every family child situation is going to be different. So you need to kind of figure out what will work best for you, or I guess not for you, but for your child. We used the nighttime training underwear. And again, it's about consistency. So you don't want to switch to pull-ups and then go back to diapers and then go back to pull-ups. You want to be consistent. He was also still napping when we potty trained. So we did send him to daycare with some of his nighttime underwear or his pull-ups. And when he had his nap time, they would put him in his pull-up just to keep it consistent. Like you're going to go to sleep. Here's your nighttime or your bedtime or your whatever, your underwear. And we made sure that he knew these were not diapers. Like he had graduated from diapers and that's why we were always sure not to call them diapers. Pull-Ups does offer both day and nighttime training underwear that work together as part of a potty training system. So depending on what would best suit you, your child, your situation, but again, you want to be consistent. And don't be shy to explain to your child that diapers are for babies, but pull-ups training underwear are made for toddlers who are learning to be big kids. And you can show them that they go up and down just like regular underwear would do, and it helps them practice that skill of pulling pants down and pulling them up to be able to go pee or poop. Pull-ups training underwear have Disney characters and designs on the front. And if it gets wet, the designs, not the Disney characters, will fade. So they start to learn that when they're wet, the designs fade. They look and fit like underwear, but they also undo at the sides, which makes it easy in the event that you have to change them. And I mean, there's no way that a child is going to be able to get diapers on by themselves. I mean, parents can barely get them on kids. So it's nice that these come just like normal underwear would come and they're able to put them on themselves. And it gives them a sense of being independent. And I know for us, Milo loved that. Once he's able to do something on his own, he will always want to do it by himself because he's proud of himself. He's growing, he's learning, and he's becoming more independent. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We wanna get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. 
This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner. I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. All right, somebody asked about book recommendations to get their child thinking about potty training. I love this question because I feel like every time we have any kind of obstacle or something we need to do or start talking to Milo about, books are always so helpful. So I wrote down four books. The first is called Once Upon a Potty by Alana Frankel. The second is by Sesame Street, and it's P is for Potty. 
And then there's one by Allison Jandu, and it's called Let's Go to the Potty. And then there's the Leslie Petricelli. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, but she has really cute books. And the one for potty training is just called Potty. It's really simple. Um, but yeah, super cute. So those are the books that I would recommend to get started. Next question. Somebody says, how did you get Milo to stay on the toilet? So we used a toddler potty. They're portable. You can move it around. And again, this may not be for everybody, but this is what we did and it worked for us. We had the potty in the living room for a long time. So wherever we spent most of our time where he was playing during the day, we had the potty right there so he was able to see it all the time and know like, oh, if I have to go pee, I just have to take a couple steps over here and my potty is here. So we did that for a while and then we slowly, as he got better with going to the potty, we would slowly, then we moved it into the dining room and then we moved it into like the front hallway and then we moved it into the bathroom and we just recently completely got rid of it. Although I must say right now it's in his bedroom because he asked for it to be in his bedroom in case he has to pee overnight. So we were like, okay, um... He's not going to be 13 years old with a potty in his <laughs> in his bedroom. So whatever, if he asked for it and that makes him feel comfortable, then we're going to put it in his room. So again, maybe you're like, that's crazy, but this is what works for us. And we were comfortable doing it that way. But in the initial stages, um, because it was in the living room, if we kind of thought he had to go poop or whatever, we would sit him on the potty and it was easy for us to just put on the TV one of his favorite shows. So that's what we would do. And he would sit there and, you know, sometimes he was successful and sometimes not. And that's okay. So that is how we got him on the potty. Also, when he did use the potty, it was like a big cheer and like we were all so excited and he would get so excited and then we would give him a smarty. So that's what we did. Really worked well for us. Um, so yeah. Okay, next question. Somebody says, did you try potty training and give up and then try again? So we didn't, but I have heard that people do this. Um, the biggest thing is being consistent. So once you start, if they're in pull-ups, like just keep the pull-ups on, keep it consistent and if I were to do potty training over again or my advice for other people would again be about the expectations. Like don't think you're going to spend three or four days really focusing on potty training and then when it doesn't happen in three or four days, be super stressed out. Like I cried a few times because I think that was my expectation and as I said, it's not this linear process. It was a lot of ups and downs, um, but we did not like stop and try again. We just remained consistent. If he was having accidents during the day at daycare, they would put him in his pull up and that was fine. Like it it all worked out in the end, but yeah, do not put a ton of pressure on yourself or your child to have it done in three or four days. So if you do start potty training, I would not go back to diapers. 
My advice would be to definitely stick with the pull-ups and do not go back to diapers, okay? One more time, do not go back to diapers. And again, I just want to point out, I think lots of people assume, like people think like, okay, we need to do potty training during the day and night at the exact same time. But again, you cannot train your child at night. That is going to just naturally come on its own. So that is it for the Q&A for today. Um, I just want to let you know that we have lots of fun things coming up. We are going to be hosting a pull-ups product giveaway on the Instagram account. So at the mom room podcast, you can check out www.pullups.com for some really great potty training tips and advice and resources. I am also going to have some really great guest episodes And maybe I will have my husband on. He is a urologist, you know. So he is well-versed in bedwetting and the physiology, is that the right word? Behind bedwetting, like the connection between, I don't know, is it the brain and the bladder or whatever it might be. He'll, he's the one that should be explaining this. So maybe I will get him on, um... Yeah, maybe I'll put up a question sticker again for questions for my husband because, yeah, I'm going to get him to do some of the work, right? Anywho, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for submitting your questions. If you're in the middle of potty training, if you're thinking about potty training, good luck. Stay tuned for the future episodes. And if you are not already following the Instagram account, make sure you go over there. It is at the Mom Room Podcast. If you haven't already, please rate, review, follow, subscribe, whatever it is on the platform that you're listening to this on. Just do it. That's how we stay in the top of the charts. And then that's how other people find the show. Also, like, send the show to a friend, you know? Be a good friend and send the show to a friend. That is it for me for now. I am going to go have a nice mental health walk in the beautiful sunshine. And yeah, I hope you guys have a great night. I hope you sleep. I hope your child sleeps as well. (laughs) 